Godly people are grateful people, and grateful people express their attitude. Listen in as Pastor Chadwick leads us in a weekend of thanksgiving. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 14. First, uh, turn me up in the monitor a little bit, brother. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse number 14. Paul, if you're there, you can obviously see that this book is coming to an end, his first letter to the church at Thessalonica. Tonight, I want to be very brief. I'll be like 12 minutes or right around in that window. And um, so I'm not going to give a lot of background, but I do want to just give a, a quick exhortation, devotional type. Uh, in verse number 14, the concluding paragraph uh, of this book, the Bible says, Now exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient to all men. Let me read this again. This is a church's responsibility to one another. It's not a fun verse. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, Comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient to all men. Sometimes in church, we want to yell at them that are unruly, run from the feeble-minded, um, you know, kick the weak out, and be patient towards ourselves. So Paul inverts this through the guidance of the Holy Spirit as to what our responsibility is. Sometimes people say, Pastor, can you believe they said that? I can. Can you believe they did that? I can. What are we supposed to do? We might have to warn them. We might have to comfort them. We might have to support them. And we might have to be patient towards them. Everybody in the church is included in this. And probably at different times in our life, we have all been unruly, feeble-minded, weak, and we always need patience. And probably just at different times uh, in our life. Uh, verse number 15, see that none render evil for evil unto any man. This is, this is the interaction of believer, the duty of believer to believer. Uh, th this is our responsibility to the church family is to exhort, uh, warn, comfort, and support, and patient. And then not don't render evil for evil unto any man. Oh, you did that to me? Oh, I'm going to do this to you. You treated me that way? I'll treat you this way. You ignored me? I'll ignore you. No, no, no. See that no man render evil for evil, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and all men, both within the church and even to all men everywhere. The Christian doesn't harbor bitterness, the Christian that's right with God. The Christian that's right with God doesn't go tit for tat, doesn't respond in kind. And you say, but my flesh wants to do that, right? That's why we need to be yielded to the Spirit. This is a marriage-changing verse. This is a, a parent-child relationship-changing verse. Don't ever render evil for evil. Here's the idea of verse number 15. Evil is going to happen to you when you work with people. You live in this world, evil, and by the word evil, he doesn't necessarily mean like violence or abuse. He just means things that violate God's word, though those things could certainly be included. But just because that happens to you, don't, don't turn about, it's not fair play. So don't render evil for evil, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and all men. And then we see in verse number 16, the believer's duty towards God. It's our duty. 
These are our duties. Duties to our fellow man within the church, our fellow believer within the church, 14 and 15. And in verse number 16, our duty towards God. Rejoice evermore. What does that mean? Always be rejoicing. Always be rejoicing. Pray without ceasing. That doesn't mean we're in a position of prayer or a place of prayer, but it means we're in an attitude of prayer. We can, we can talk and pray. We can drive and pray. I'll be driving through L.A. tomorrow. Believe me, I will be praying. Pray. Pray without ceasing. You say, is that suggestive? No, it's a command. Do we always follow it? No, that's why we need the forgiveness that Bernie talked about earlier. Verse number 18, we'll come back to this. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit. Despise not prophesying. I don't have time to go into this. It was an early church time. Don't despise the, the, the proclamation of the word of God, a modern day application of this, because prophecies have ceased with the beginning of the, or with the completion of the scripture. Let me rephrase that. Prophecies have ceased with the completion of the scripture. Amen. What he's meaning there is don't, don't despise or, or don't think bad about the preaching of the word of God. Don't despise prophecy. Don't despise preaching. Don't despise the office of, of the prophet. You say, who's a prophet here? Well, it's not the same as an Old Testament prophet. And that's where confusion comes in. But the preacher or the pastor has that modern-day office, and there's sometimes a little bit of confusion in the New Testament, that we don't prophesy, we proclaim the truth of the Word of God. What God's Word says is what we talk about. So despise not prophecy, prophecies or uh, prophesyings. Uh, verse 21 Prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. So prove things, make sure they're good, and then hold fast to them. So six responsibilities that we have towards God. We have, I think it's seven and 14 and 15 in our duties towards man, six towards God. I just want to look at one because Thanksgiving is this week. And I want to look at verse number 18. In everything give thanks, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Notice he says in everything. He doesn't say in good things. He doesn't say in easy things. He doesn't say in things that we enjoy. He doesn't say in only pay raises. No, in everything give thanks. Well, we have to ask this question. How can we thank God for such terrible trials like accidents that, that cause major physical problems or death or sin. Well, we don't give thanks for those. That is not what the Scripture is trying to convey. What God is saying to us and what is clear in Scripture is that we thank Him for His presence and His power through the midst of the trial, which is exactly what Brandon was testifying to earlier, he's not happy that some things happened in his life, but through the trial, God was glorified and made known and seen in his life. And that's what we give thanks for. We thank, we're thankful for God bringing us through the trial. We would be, we'd be in some ways... Um, masochistic to go, God, please bring me more trials. Bring me more trials. I just want to feel pain. That would be foolish. 
think it's Paul that says in the book of Philippians chapter 3, in my mind it's verse number 10, that I may know him, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. Well, see, Paul, Pastor Paul, wanted the same thing Jesus went to. Yeah, but let's not lose sight of the first part of that verse. Paul wanted to know Christ and the power of the resurrection and the fellowship of the sufferings being made conformable unto his death. In Jesus Christ, there is victory and triumph over every type of trial, no matter how terrible. It doesn't mean it always is going to work out as we see it as good on this side of eternity, but God has good intended for us. And so Paul says in verse 18, in everything give thanks. How can we give thanks for the cancer that our sister Brianna is going through? Well, because of this, she's closer to Jesus than she was before. And if you say, how do you know? I knew her. And I don't mean that in a negative in a negative light. I just knew her and I know where she's at today. And we can, we can give thanks for the journey of the trial. And some of you even this year, as you we talked about earlier, the loss of, of parents and family members and children that are represented in this room. And we can, we can think of what horrific trials and the pain that we go through and the grief that overwhelms us. But are we not also excited? In some, not excited, that's the wrong, wrong word. Are we not comforted by the over overwhelming presence of the Spirit of God who comforts us and gets us through those trials. He does that. He doesn't always remove the trial. He doesn't always remove the sickness. Matter of fact, <laughs> some folks have come to me and they're like, Pastor, we're praying that your mother-in-law would be healed, which that's not our prayer. It's really not. I don't mean that to be rude. It's, and you're like, oh, that's because it's your mother-in-law. No, 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 that's not it at all. That's not our prayer because we want God's will to be done in her life and we want God to be glorified in her life. And we're asking that whatever time she has left, it will be lived for the, for the glorification of the Savior. And we give thanks that, that her life in these final few months or uh, hopeful, prayerfully months, that, that, the, that the life that she lives in this final few months will be one that, that brings glory to God. And if that's the case, we can give thanks to the Lord. So on Thursday, and really from tonight till Thursday, and prayerfully for the rest of our life, that we will learn this principle of being grateful for what God allows in our life, even when it is most challenging. If you think that's difficult to hear, try saying it. Because even as I'm saying it, I'm like, oh, I hope he doesn't bring anything challenging into my life. We don't look forward to the trials. I mean, come on. We're not like, oh, Lord, please give me more trials. No, no. But in them, we can find thanks. And we need to give thanks for the good things as well. Isn't God good? I mean, I, I, I look here. I was um, on, on Friday night, we were at Trail Life, and we, we had the Trail Life event going on. And I'll show a picture in just a minute but uh, at the end of the service. But um, uh, Ava Cardoza and I were talking, and she just did the worst job ever taking our picture. 
It was the most terrible. Where are you at, Ava? Ava's over here. She just, I said, hey, Ava, take our picture. She grabbed the phone, and she just took it up and took a picture and never told us. And we're like, aren't you supposed to tell us? Like, are we supposed to smile or something? And, and she's like, and so we, she and I are giving each other a hard time about it, and I'm joking with her, and her mom sees it and like says, hey, are you being sassy to pastor? And, and she said no, and Kristen asked me. I said, of course she was, so now she lied to you and sassed me. So this girl, she needs a time out. And... Um, <laughs> being silly, but I said I said tonight to Kristen and Ava before service, uh, I said, you know what I love about being in a place for 20 years, is seeing kids when they came in at six, and now what are you, 23, Ava, 24, and and seeing kids at whatever age they are now, and seeing their growth, and man, that's a wonderful thing. I was in Pensacola, Florida, Florida, eating at a really good restaurant, and there's only one. I was in Pensacola, Florida on a Sunday, the day Abigail Lund was born. I remember right where I, I could take you to the very spot when Bernie, you know, in his panic, Bernie way, if you know Bernie well, he's panicking. Like, Leslie's at the hospital, and they've been taking her to the hospital, and I'm going to go to the church and preach. What? You're going to, What? <laughs> You should go to the hospital. She'll be fine. I'm going to throw this phone at you. I still remember the irritation that I had. Do you remember that day? Yeah. <laughs> In everything, give thanks, right? In everything. I can still remember it. Now Abigail's like 14, and, and now we can give thanks for the good things as well. They don't just happen. No, God is good. Every good and perfect gift cometh from above, from the Father of lights, and whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. We have a God who is worthy of our gratitude. Debbie and I were talking, Aki, we were talking yesterday about you, in a, in, not in a gossip way, in a good way. We, we don't share when we gossip. Um, <laughs> we never have. I'm just teasing. But we were talking about the fact that this year you lost your dad and you gained a grandson. I was sitting next to Aki at her uh, brother-in-law's graduation on Friday. It was Ralph and Aki and then Rosa and me. I got stuck between two Mexican ladies, and I didn't know what sin I had done to be there. Uh, I had no idea. And Robert and Ralph were on the outside. I'm like, are you guys my protectors or theirs? And so we had a good time. We were laughing. And Aki was on her phone taking pictures, and she brought her phone down. And, and I just saw the, the screenshot is that of a grandson. And this is what I thought. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful, wonderful thing to have that picture and that kind of love for a grandson. God is good, and he always is. Well, here's the duty. Let's finish this out, and we'll be done. <clears throat> and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. What's the will of God? The final three exhortations. Here's the will of God. Rejoice evermore. How do I play out the will of God in my life? Rejoice evermore. That doesn't mean laughter. That doesn't mean good times. I'm just going to rejoice in the goodness of the Lord. I'm going to pray without ceasing because God is good. And, in, and I'm going to give thanks for everything. I'm going to give thanks for everything. We've got so much to thank him for. And so much to praise his holy name for. Let's not get caught up in the negative, caustic nature of our culture. 
Let's be a thankful people. Let's find good in what there is. And you know, just about every epistle Paul talks about this. In Ephesians, he says in 5.20, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Philippians chapter 4, verse number 6, he says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. In Colossians chapter 3, verse number 17, it says, And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. You know how we're reminded in every epistle, I believe it's every epistle, to give thanks to the Lord. You know why? Because we're by nature unthankful. So we just have to be reminded. It doesn't make you any better or worse than anybody else. We just have to be reminded, be thankful. Be thankful for everything that's going on in, in life. In everything, give thanks. Be thankful that God's bringing you through the trial. Be thankful that God has, is doing good things in your life and in our world. Be thankful that the gospel is being preached everywhere through the ministry of Canyon Ridge Baptist Church. Be thankful that we live in a safe city. Be thankful that we live in a free country. And you say, well, it's not like it was. I'm not saying it is, but I'm saying it's better than anywhere else in the world. Be thankful for those things. Be thankful that Jesus is about to return. I, I tell you what, I just think, I, I got, oh, man, I want to preach on prophecy right now. Uh, I'm, I'm pumped at what is going to happen. I, we just see so many amazing things happening. Be thankful for what God is going to do and what God is doing in your life in our ministry. Father, we're thankful for you. Thank you for listening. Hear more messages today at CanyonRidgeBaptist.com. If you're in the San Diego area, please join us for a service. We meet on Sundays at 8.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific Time.